0: Live. 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 Catch the broadcast on Kaya959.co.za. <laughs>
1: The best in African music, African music on the World Show with Nikki B. Let me tell you, there is more of the best coming up, that is for sure. <laughs> I'm Nikki B, and right now I'm joined by the beautiful Rafilwe Rancieng. Welcome to the World Show, Rafilwe. Thank you, Mama Nikki. Thank you. It's been a long time coming. It's been a long time coming, and mm-hmm. it's welcome to the World Show in person. In person. But of course, in sound, you've been on the World Show for quite a while now. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's good To be home Yes it's (laughs) good to be home So you've got this Beautiful EP That you released Rafael Tell us a little bit About this EP It's called Elements of Freedom Yes What is Elements of Freedom?
2: Wow So when I started Recording Or just coming up With the concept Behind um, the music I really just Wanted to I wanted to Contribute to the Cultural space In South Africa And I wanted To bring in A voice From a Born Free's perspective and for me I've always been interested and very much um, interested by the concept of freedom because I'm a so called Born Free and so freedom is something that I tackle with or I I, I wrestle with sometimes and I also just like to interrogate um, in my work whether it's writing or in the music itself and um, you know as you would know I'm a huge huge fan of Miriam um, Macheba, and um, for me as born free, I wanted to bring a new voice into the conversations around freedom songs, and that's why I called the the, the EP Elements of Freedom, and elements also make or reference nature yes. um, elements and like, elements and the four elements. Exactly. yeah. Yes. So um, I also just wanted to bring in that touch. If you look at the, the EP cover, I'm wearing a school uniform, which is sort of like a tribute to um 1976. And I'm really just bringing in the the, the childhood um, self, you know, just being free and what freedom means. Um, So I'm barefooted on the cover and I'm wearing school uniform. Also, just speaking to the fact that you constantly know this thing, this idea of freedom, you know, and it's something that you learn to embrace and flow into. So um, that's what Elements of Freedom is, and for me, it's a constant conversation, you know, I think it's one of those those EPs or those um, body of works that are constantly going to evolve, you know. There might be an element of freedom part two, you know, where I've elevated and I think I now know, I've grasped what freedom really is, you know. Then... Will record new music. If you find another aspect of, if I find another element of this freedom, yes, yes, Yes. yes.
1: beautiful, beautiful. But now tell us a little bit about you, where you come from, and was music because you you mentioned it, and I was going to ask you. You're also a writer and an activist. So, what came first, the writing or the music?
2: (laughs) I think the music came first. The music came first. It's always been there. You know, I remember. um, I remember when I was young, I lost my grandmother when I was a around four, And I have the most vivid memories. It's, it's crazy. The most vivid memories of my grandmother. And I'm really very interested in the fact that how do I, at this age, remember something that happened to me at four years old, you know? And I remember the songs that we'd sing together. So my, my grandmother used to sing hymns with me. And one of her favorite hymns was Ganye in Kosyami And it really, that, till this day, that hymn is my favorite song. Is one of my favorite songs And so You know I grew up from a I wouldn't say A musical, musically rich um, Background But um, You know I was surrounded by music Being from the township You're constantly Listening to music You're forced to listen To great music When you know People are cooking Their Sunday lunches You know You listen to the jazz Even if you don't have a, a, An uncle Who's a record collector But you know The uncle from yes. next door Is playing really nice music So That's where It all came from um, But in twenty 20- Two thousand and seven, I was um, part of. I was part of um, a group of young women who were lucky um, to enrol as um, the first two classes of the Oprah Winfrey Leadership Academy. And, um, and so, prior to that, you know, I was always very active in the church, and for me, that's where I got to. I guess exercise my gift and um, also just the learn the discipline. Yes. And so um, after that, I went to the Oprah Winfrey Leadership Academy, and uh, that's where I, you know, was introduced to this world of music and um, more opportunities. My world. My world opened up musically and and academically and socially and socially, I'm and sure. socially you yes. know because I got to interact with people here's a young girl from from Foslora's who you know comes from a a poor background and now you're interacting with millionaires you're interacting with people who are from the united states and your world is just opening up you know yes. and so that was how a very... old how old were you when you when you went there i was uh 13 I was oh, so 13. you were really young i was 13. really made a made an impact at yeah. that
1: age i'm sure yeah so yes. like
2: much of my much of my teenage years and you know just I think teenagers are just a precursor of your adulthood, you know, so that the school really played um, a critical role in my life and that period was very important and um, who I surrounded myself with and the, the books that I read, you know, and the people that I looked into, you know. So um, that was a very crucial moment and uh, I was very rebellious in high school when uh, my music teacher would say, come to class and uh, and I would not go to class and i'm like i should have went to class for (laughs) that um you know for that uh uh, voice training on, on saturdays because we used to have like music programs on saturdays and um and so you know that was a very meaningful experience in my life and it really opened me up and um I won. I remember in twenty. I think it was two thousand and eight. We had the first Oleg Idols, yes. and um, I was the first Oleg Idol. You know, so uh, we had a competition, and yes. so did,
1: even oh, though you weren't going to classes, you still managed to win that. No, 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 it was a music
2: program. Yeah, you know, I went to class, but like it was a it, it was a Saturday program, and, yes. and so they really just pushed us to um, nourish our gifts, and you know sometimes you'd wrestle with. Specific specific things, um, you know, when you just want to sleep in on a Saturday yes. and your music teachers just saying Charmaine because that's what they called me <laughs> in school. Charmaine, come to class. And um, that was that was special, man. That was special. I still am in touch with uh, much of my music teachers. In fact, one of my music teachers who really played a an important um, role in just like Opening my ear, you know, and making me a world music listener, you know. Yeah. Her name is um Mailula. Oh and, uh, yes, yeah. So she was my she was my first. She's music a great teacher. musician. Yes, yes, an incredible <laughs> musician. Yes, yeah. oh, that's beautiful.
1: And then after school, what happened then?
2: After school, I went to Cape Town. I went to go study international relations, and uh, as as life would have it. Life redirected me to the path that I was meant to be on You know, I started, I'm there at UCT uh, I'm supposed to be doing my, I'm doing my international relations I'm not failing, I'm doing okay, but I'm not happy You know, I start performing with uh, a collective called Whispers of Wisdom Which is um, a poetry collective that mixed music and poetry And uh, really, were. Part of the first, if I were to say so myself, I think they were part of the first voices that sparked the Fees Must Fall and the Roads Must Fall movement. Because... I remember when Sia G- Njika and your Mascoles um, started having conversations at UCT residences um, and they would perform poetry. It really sparked a whole lot of conversations about we can't just have these dialogues, you know, we need to do something. Yes. And so um, in 2015, that's when the roads Movement started and, um, you know, it escalated or it went and until um, 2016 seventeen but um you know in Cape Town, just being in the activism space activism space and um, speaking with my peers, you know we, we can see that there are issues there are things that we're not happy with, and um just engaging in that space really pushed me to say you know what, why are you doing international relations? What are you here to do you know and so I started singing a lot, I started performing and I decided to take a leave of absence from my international relations degree and then I went on to perform and started writing and I came back to Johannesburg and that's when I really just wanted to live so that I can have something to write you know um, I think sometimes if if you don't live the experience it, it becomes difficult for you to to carry the message over. And so sometimes, and it's a very, it's a very tough thing. It's a very tough thing to make yourself a vessel that is open to being going through these terrains so that you can have something to say, you know? And um, yeah, so in a nutshell, I came back to Johannesburg 2015-14 and I started writing, started writing, started out. In fact, the first song I recorded was on a drum and bass tip tip. so uh that was that was special that was very special and um and yeah i just went on you know so uh then went on to the you know i've been to the university of the free states been to uj and um ultimately i guess i wanted to find my story and um A mentor of mine at the University of Free State suggested that I should go into journalism. And I guess that's where the writer in me, you know, was sparked. sparked.
1: Yes. Yes. Amazing. Well, there's so much more, many more questions I wanted to ask you. And I know you're here with your producer, Richard Kabuya. Mm. Uh, But I think we should have a song first. Okay. And not only should we have a song, the surprise that everybody's been waiting for. Great. Is that Rafilwe has come with a couple of guys and they are gonna treat us to a special live performance. So I think after the performance, I'm gonna speak to Richard about working on this album with you and ask you a few more questions. But for now, I'm gonna play a track off the EP Elements of Freedom. Of course, she's Rafilwe Rancieng, and the track I'm gonna share with you now is called Indoorsy. By the way, what's Indoorsy about?
2: So Dozy is really um, an ode to self Just trying to remember oneself I wrote the song You know, Richard played the melody And I was like, let me write for it We literally wrote it in a few, few hours You know, because he just played something And I was like, this let is me it. write, this is it And it was really about uh, I think it's a love song <laughs> It's a love song and a self-love song it's yes. about remembering one's place in the world, remembering who you are. you know it also um says um says I will remember myself when I look into your eyes, and the ocean will carry me and yeah, so it's, it's a love song. Beautiful. And it's a self-love song I love
1: that Richard, I see you smiling when she mentioned that <laughs> I was going to speak to you afterwards But add something to that Yeah, Actually, when she came on studio
0: I was actually jamming on the guitar And she's like, I like that that melody I was like, okay, what do you have in mind? Because most of the songs were not songs planned Where she came with something She would be on studio and it would be just freestyling And she's like, okay and when she did the hook, I was like, I like that line. That's it. Can you build a mic in it? And that was,
1: was, that it. was it, yeah. it. It was, was it. certainly a that's song. Some good moments. So. Yeah, a song that was meant to be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to chat to both of you after the live performance. And of course, while you're getting set up, I'm going to play. In Dorsey, Rafael Weran The album is Elements of Freedom on the World Show. 959 nine. performing for us live in the kaya studio Rafil we and some beautiful musicians who will uh, be introduced to right after please begin
2: oh, The
1: cat so much, much. and Rafilwe Runciang on vocals come back and join me here Rafilwe and Richard we're going to chat a little bit more and I'm going to play another song or two off the album thank you for blessing us I always say that live is uh, blesses us more than anything yes. so thank you for that uh, little uh, beautiful and unexpected treat tell me about the song as you said it's or I said it's, it's on the world show tell me about Mahaka Maka Mandela, Maka Mandela.
2: So, um, Makamandela is really, and it's a struggle song. Really, it's uh, about you know, it says, "Guta it's a song about a plight or just um, really wanting to reconnect with, with land. Yes. You know, and with nature, and I always say that our disconnect with what grounds us as human beings really speaks or informs the other dis-ease or the ailments that then come into our lives. Yes. You know, it could be through political turmoil, it could be through, you know, the financial cult- financial struggles. struggles. It could yes. be through health and whatnot. But if you're really disconnected from what grind or what grounds you as a human being, which is essentially also just you know the whole practice of just walking barefooted you know that's also healing and yes. so when you're not connected with the land and with what gives you life you know um it's 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 easy to to be sick it's easy to just lose your way and so my Mandela, it really is a call to say can these chains, you know, could be emotional pains or chains, it could be financial chains, it could be, you know, just a lack of self-awareness. Can these chains that really restrict us from being our greater selves, can they break? And it's really just about that. Um, uh, that's what Mandela is about, his song about freedom and uh, breaking... Free from any chains that disconnect yes. us from any
1: restrictive blockages, yeah. if you like.
2: Yes, and uh, it's, it's beautiful. You know,
1: I love one of the things I love about your songs is you play with. you Often you're playing with a double meaning, or you know, you you're working on a theme, but it's mm-hmm. got a bigger meaning than that. And I really appreciate that. But also, it seems like it's it's quite important for you to to sing in different languages.
2: Mm, I think. You know, as I said, drawing from my my inspiration, you know, she was very multilingual. She sang in every language. I mean, she sang in Arabic. She sang in Spanish. Right?
1: Yes, Miriam Makela.
2: Right. And so for me, the importance of singing in one sesoto, singing in Esikosa in, in and also bringing in other um, elements like Lingala into my music really is a way of pushing me to being pan african you know in in essence and also a way of trying to preserve our our languages you know because we we often you know i think about what brahu would say before he died that you know um a lot of this uh, this generation um, is the kind of generation that would, you know, um, say they forgot how to speak their own language, you know. And for me, writing in my own language in Sesotho, for instance, you know, because I have a lot of friends from Lesotho who help me write Kasosoto. And so that pushes me to understand other nuances around the language, around the culture, you know. So when you, as Mandela said, you know, when you speak to someone using their language, you yes. know, you, you speak to their heart. And so because I want to be I want to be transcontinental and I want to reach um, you know, the continent, that's why I say i need to i need to sing in lingala i need to i need to sing in french you know so that someone from france can pick up a little from my music and be moved you know and and they can be spoken to um through the heart you know and so for me it's important to sing in these languages because part of archiving our heritage really means that we, we make, it, we make our, our, our conversations, or our stories mainstream, you know. Yes. Um, we don't keep them for Heritage Month, you yes. know. We don't keep singing in our own languages for Heritage Month. We, we constantly cultivate that, um, that portal of just, yes. you know, speaking in our home languages and um, trying to connect with our ho- own languages. And for me, I'm from the township, you know, so we live in a very multilingual space. So, Absolutely. it's really very difficult for someone who was from postlor to, to be fluent in one language. Yes. so that's what you know what you hear in my music also is a reflection of where I come from because I grew up speaking zulu i speak uh, I grew up speaking um a bit of um. A bit of Kosa because my grandmother was Kosa Yes and uh, my grandfather was from Malawi, and um, and so my mom would speak a little bit of Chichewa. Yes. You know, so for me, language is a beautiful is a beautiful tool to use um, to and write. to understand other people. Yes, because very often a language gives
1: you insight into that culture and the way that people phrase things. Yes, uh, um, you'll find are phrased in one in one language. Which, which open a whole door to understanding the mindset of that culture, mm, mm. and in fact, let me uh, let me move on to Richard, uh, who produced the album. Yes, um, yes, yes, yes. And where where are you from originally, Richard? Uh, originally from uh, drc Congo. Yes, mm. hence the Lingala influence. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, not
0: really, but she yeah. she actually wanted to integrate the Lingala or French on the music, and that was a great achievement or improvement on my side, hearing it, singing on my own language uh, for as long as she's doing the music that I call massive music because folk music, it's huge. Yes, it's music of the people, of the uh, folk. Exactly, because I call it uh, music of a human being. Absolutely. Exactly. So Absolutely. Everybody moves to it, uh, any rhythm or even the way we walk, the way we talk it's already folk music yes so we can sing by doing it's already a melody it's already a beat so that's that's the whole thing i think it was a challenge for me to produce something that i fear Mm
1: -hmm. Exactly (laughs) Why did you fear it? What was it? Had you been working with a different kind of music Or was this
0: just something special? I produce almost everything Because when I got here Actually when I get somewhere I try to understand what is the main music there So when I got here I felt like the African music was sung here was the Maskandi And I was like okay How are them doing this? And you're a guitarist Exactly So I did want to produce one or two songs of that feel. And I'm a folk fan. Yes. And I love doing folk music. But for as long as every time I do it, it takes me somewhere. Yes. Because it's more spiritual for me than producing it. Yes. See? Because my fans of, of that type of music are like Loco Kanza, Richard Bonner. Yes. And. Bologna. Exactly, exactly. Yes. That family. So when I listen to them, I feel like this is big and huge and I cannot reach to this. And I met her. Mm-hmm. It was just two weeks after me opening my studio. Actually, I had a studio running in-house and I was like, okay, I want to open something big out there. So when I opened the studio, I was like, I want to don't stick on the idea of being a producer. I want to be helping the community with looking of looking upcoming artists, somebody who's trying to you know give the artist the spots to record and get him out there and approach maybe companies who can like the product and then try to give space to this upcoming artist for as long as they suffer first of all from getting a proper recording Yes, see one week after opening i met her Yes, a friend brought it to me. Is like she's a vocalist. I was like, okay, can you sing something? When she did sing, vocally, I was like, oh, you are a folk artist, <laughs> ready from from scratch. Yes. And I was like, I don't think it will be easy to work with you, but we will try to do something and then get it there. And it's beautiful. And we did our first song was on the same day. Amazing! She, Amazing! She, she just came up with a bass line. That song we played. She was like, "Okay, I want to make a song with a huge bass." Yes. Like boom, t- <laughs> boom, t- boom. I was like, "Okay, that sounds nice, but it's off time." Yes. We can't four, three over four, sixteen, and this one was like twelve. I was like, I don't care "How can I? Am I going to write it on the PC?" But. I came up with many of ideas of guitars at the same time until the bass line was the whole thing running the song. And I feel like she's one of the good vocalists. Yes. And one of the great artists that I had, I have up to now on my, uh, uh, I'm, how am I calling it? Production house. Yes. So, Beautiful. Yeah. She's, that <laughs> amazing. And. Uh, We fight a lot. (laughs) (laughs)
1: See, I always fight. So I hope that Richard exposed you to a lot of music from Central, from Congo and the rest of Central Africa. For me, also,
2: Mom Nikki, I think this show really played and a crucial role in my in my development as, as a musician because I hear different sounds from here and then I go and you know dig in yes. and oh, you know you. And research yes. and so this for me, this show really is one of the most educational shows that any cultural practitioners should be, actually any musician should be listening to Thank the world you. show because you get to travel. Exactly. Um, with your ears. With your ears. Oh, yes. 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 Yeah. Now, we're going to have to wrap it up because I'm
1: going to run out of time and I want to play another song. But Richard touched on this. refuel where... When I listen to your music, I definitely, as you'd speak about, there's an element of social, political consciousness, uh, an awareness of what's going on in history and currently uh, contemporary issues. But I also pick up a deep spirituality. Mm. Tell me a little bit about your spirituality and how that impacts on your music. Oh, Mama Niki,
2: This is a very, a very... I guess a very important question, because for me, when I do not do music and when I'm not operating in my gift, I fall sick.
1: Okay. I become sick. Then now we know you're a true artist.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I become sick, you know. And so um, for me, I always say that I'm, my purpose is to heal through song. and. You know, I may have worldly accolades or whatever, or might be aspiring towards Attaining those worldly accolades, be it through my career, you know, as a journalist or just as a person, you know. But for me, the most important thing is really just ministering and touching people's lives with the music, and um, it frees me. You know, just like I don't know what other healers, (laughs) what they, what if if they don't practice and healing people, you know, I always hear this from healers. They would say that healing people also. Helps in their healing. So um, for me, this music comes from comes from a deep place. And what Richard said, you know, that you're doing folk music, and I'm like, folk music What's yes. folk music. <laughs> you're doing traditional music, you know, and people would say, why are you doing old people's music? And when I think about it, I then say, you know, it's um, that thing of I, I don't I don't come alone. Yes, I don't come alone I may come as one I may stand as one but I come with a multitude of great hosts behind me and they are those who are really echoing this music and pushing this music and it's um It's healing for me and I need it to heal people and I'm hoping to grow more, you know, and create more beautiful music that will heal people and make people laugh, dance. Because you also have some songs which are really
1: upbeat and very friendly (laughs) Yes, we're going to have to bring this feature to a close, we're running out of time but I'm going to end this feature with another I've got a few favourites on the EP (laughs) the EP of course is Elements of Freedom she is Rafilwe Ranziang look out for the album and look out for her performances, something special this one is a toko Loho. Yes. Thanks for joining me on the World Show, both of you, and of course, Solomon, the bass player, as well. The World Show. Nikki B, every
0: Sunday from 6 to 9 p.m. on Kaya 959.
1: If If you missed missed it live, 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 live. catch the broadcast on (laughs) Kaya959.co.za.